Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring the Fillmore's finest, Monte Hill. Uh, the pride of the Excelsior, Joe Butcher Boy Shasky. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, the morning roast. Realistically, need at least 25 yards. Love. Pressure up the middle. Runs away. Throws across his body. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. I got flashbacks from uh, Marty Schottenheimer in the football life. Who's the safety for the Chargers who fumbled an interception and Schottenheimer <laughs> told him before the game, hey, you're going to come up with an interception. I need you to get down as soon as you get the interception. Well, the young man for the Chargers, and I know somebody on the Comcast business text line or on YouTube will come up with the name for the Chargers. He fumbles the interception. The Patriots get it back. Brady and company went on to FS in the AFC Championship. Marlon McCree? Marlon McCree was his name. And I got flashbacks to Schottenheimer right there in real time with Drake Greenlaw. Not once, but twice with his two interceptions there in the second half and the Niners. As we say, oh, baby, survive in events, folks. Survive in events. And your football team is in the NFC title game for their fifth time in the last five years. I don't care how it happened. I don't care what it looked like. And we'll get into everything. Purdy, the defense, the run defense, the lack of a pass rush, McCaffrey, Debo's injury. But the name of the game is survive in events. And you're not getting style points for playoff wins. I'm not going to sit here on a Monday morning and apologize for the way the Niners won. They won the game, and now we move on to play the Detroit Lions. Good morning, Shasky. What's up? Wow. I mean, we've seen some incredible 49er wins over the last couple years. That's Shanahan's seventh playoff win as a Niner head coach. One more, he ties his dad. Okay? He's a couple away from Seaford and Walsh, who had 10. It's just unbelievable the way they won that game. Unbelievable. And two guys, to me, are the are on either side of the ball are the reason why they won. There's many guys that contributed, but Dre Greenlaw, phenomenal. Are we ready to put him up there? Are we ready to put this guy in the proper perspective as one of the great Niners? Like, seriously, this guy has given his body. He, he's not a huge dude. He hits harder than anyone. He makes some wild, you know, borderline plays at times, but you need a psychopath like him walking the edge at every single turn. Dre Greenlaw was amazing in that game. 
And then on the other side of the ball, Jawan Jennings. And I was frustrated with Jawan Jennings. You know, tweeting out about the Eagles and putting stuff on Instagram. And I'm like, all right, Jennings, you're the third wide receiver. Oh, no. He came through in a huge way. Multiple big catches for the Niners in traffic, contested, contorting his body. Jawan Jennings was outstanding in this game. And the block on the Kittle play right before the CMC 50-yard run, unbelievable. Jawan Jennings was a tone setter. Yeah, Jawan Jennings was special, stepping up for Debo Samuel, coming up with some huge catches, including that third down over the middle where Brock Purdy, when he threw it, I go, oh, boy, that's an interception. <laughs> it barely too. got over the fingertips of the Mike linebacker and it right dropped it in the basket. Uh, Jennings... Holding on to that football there. He's a tough SOB. Jawan Jennings earned his keep with the 49ers. That was a huge game for him. A big a big catch by Chris Colley on the sideline there on the final drive as the Niners come back and rally to win 24-21 again. Their fourth NFC title game in the last five years. We're going to talk all about it here it's on the Monster Monday brought to you by First 5 California. To learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress, go to first5california.com. Good morning to YouTube. Good morning to Twitch. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. The smart choice for low auto low rates and super simple online application process. 888-957-9570. This is your show. You know what we do on a Monday, on a Monster Monday? We go to the lines. We go to the lines all morning long to get your perspective on what went down Saturday night. Let me tell you, Shasky, I'm sticking 34-16 all day, right? And then the drive to Levi Stadium happened. And pulling up to the Hilton Hotel in Levi's, you got that fog, you got a little bit of rain, and I thought to myself, boy, this may be a grimy game. This feels like one of those grimy, old-school Kennestick Park games. And you know what? It played out as a grimy game. The run defense wasn't at its best. The pass rush wasn't at his best. Brock Purdy wasn't at his best. The offensive timing and the rhythm and the play calling wasn't at their best. You want to blame it on Russ? I don't know. But the Packers controlled most of that football game. But like a great team does, you just find a way. You find a way to win a football game. And when it when it was money time, in that fourth quarter, down seven, going into the final frame, and we all know the, rec- the, sh- the record of Kyle Shanahan when he goes into the fourth quarter, trailing a football game. Had one one down seven or more. Had one one. Well, they got one. And it was led by Brock Purdy. Some great catches by Brendan Ayuk again. Juwan Jennings, Kali, George Kittle with a big play. And Christian McCaffrey finding the end zone there for a second touchdown of the game. The great teams find a way and you survive in advance, Jasky. Well, and they took advantage of some of the miscues. You know, like Green Bay turning it over. Uh, the Niners getting stops. The missed field goal. Like all of these things, the Niners benefited from them and they took advantage of it. You talk about that Brandon Ayuk catch. The throw was a, it was a tough throw. It was like the only window to throw that ball right. into. It was a really good throw from Purdy. I thought it was one of the best catches of Brandon Ayuk's career, given given the magnitude of that drive and where it happened on the field. I mean, that was that was a monster. For my seats, I couldn't tell if he caught it or not. I remember I texted Thread and said, did he catch that? Because on a Levi Stadium board, and I get why they would do it, yeah. they didn't show the replay. They didn't show a great replay angle of that Brandon IU catch because Matt LaFleur is looking up at the scoreboard yeah. pointing, thinking, I need to throw my red challenge <laughs> flag. What's going on here? But apparently he did catch it after watching the game back at home a couple times. You could tell that IU made a great catch. Oh, it was an unbelievable catch. I mean, that, and that right after uh, George Kittle just dropped, just a flat-out drop off the shoulder pads. So, yeah, it's just what a game. I mean, just what a game. And, and at the end, I mean, Dre Greenlaw, everyone and their moms is like, what are you doing? You're Holding the ball like a loaf of bread. Go down, young man. Go down. You even see John Lynch on the sidelines right. like, go down. Like I, It was just, what a game. I mean, what a game. 
No, what a game. What a game. What a win for the 49ers. And they'll host the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are coming to the West Coast to fight Dan Campbell's. Something we'll break down later into the week. And look, we're not going to overlook Dan Campbell and Detroit Lions. That is a physical football team. And they believe they're on a... They believe they're on a uh, they're a team of destiny. They really do. So don't think that Detroit's going to come here and lay down and just be out here taking pictures in front of Santa Clara in the press box or whatnot. They're going to come out here to win, and they're playing some really good football right now. The Niners, if they play that type of game against Detroit, you may be going home, and there may be no trip to Vegas, but you find a way to do it. But there's a lot of things to clean up in this football game, and we're not going to sugarcoat it. And it starts with the quarterback. But Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy threw three quarters. He was not good. He was not good at all. Let's just be real. He threw a couple of no throws. On the first possession of the game, Darnell Savage dropped a pick six. He did. Now, you didn't catch it, and you live on to see another play. But Brock Purdy threw three quarters. Rob was outplayed by Jordan Love. Now, the great thing for the 49ers is Brock Purdy woke up in the fourth quarter and he played his best football. And the more they stayed in that football game, Brock Purdy got more and more comfortable. But boy, if he plays like that for the first three quarters next week, our tone could be a lot different next Monday. He's got to play better. I don't know if there was bad reads. I don't know if he was on the same page. How much did Debo uh, Samuel injury had anything to do with it? But for three quarters, Brock Purdy was not good. And then the fourth quarter happened, and he found a way. So an up-and-down performance for Brock Purdy, you can't sugarcoat it this morning. Well, and I think that's where I'm looking at this defense, and this defense really bailed out the offense on a day where they just didn't have a lot going offensively. It, it, just, it was very frustrating. Thank God they held them to field goals early on in the game. It should have been a, a bigger lead. You know, they had time of possession, and they were marching down the field. And I thought the 49er defense did a great job with the bend, don't break. Um, and, you know, obviously generating the turnovers when they did. You know, Jordan loved that final turnover, throwing across your body on first down with a timeout in the, in the back pocket. It, it didn't make down. a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't care. It didn't make a lot doing. of sense for the yeah. young man who played a really good game, I yeah. thought. I thought he played a really good game. And I know we can talk about statistics and this and the other. My eyeballs. I'm going off eyeballs. Bonte, what was the play calling from Kyle Shanahan? We're going to spread them out in a monsoon? Like, your quarterback is struggling to throw the ball in the rain right now. Like, that is something I'm really worried about is just him gripping the ball. You saw it during the game. Glove. No glove. Then he's wiping his hand as he's throwing. Decision-making was a little questionable and erratic. I thought the play calling to go three and four wide over and over and over again and, and basically put Jennings in the Debo role, at least that's the feeling I got, and to not deviate from the game plan when clearly your quarterback is a little off – I, I was kind of losing my mind. Now, CMC ends up with 25 touches, uh, seven catches, and the 17 rushes. That's a 30-35 to 35 touch game for CMC. Yeah. It's a one-score game the whole game. He's the best player on the planet. So, to me, like, yes, Brock Purdy was not good, and I want to. we'll get into it all week. We got a, a ton. He, he delivered in the fourth quarter. Kyle Shanahan delivered with some great play calls in the fourth quarter. But, man... Run the ball with CMC. It's a well, downpour. It's a one-score game. They're not a good run defense. I thought I thought he got away from the running game at times. He got a little cute. Um, I thought the clock management before halftime Goodness. was atrocious. The way they handled that situation. Again, we discussed this going into the week. Clock management with Kyle Shanahan. Now, at the end of the day, they score with a minute seven left, and you left the Packers with a minute seven, and you were able to get the win. But at the end of the first half, 
I don't know what that was. Up 7-6, to six, and you end up settling for a long Jake Moody field goal that gets blocked there in the rain. And I know everybody's like, oh, boy, Jake Moody. But Jake Moody, he bounced back in a major way oh. with that long field goal in the fourth that quarter to make it 21-17. Yeah. Huge kick for, what was it, 52 yards? So yeah. Good job by Jake Moody there in nailing the that field goal in, that, uh, in those elements yeah. there. But at the end of the first half, whether it was – not calling a play or call it, not calling a play before third and one. I would have ran a play and then call a timeout. You call a timeout before the play. Then you run the play. You get the first down. You call another timeout right away. You burn one. I, I just thought the whole sequence, once they got the ball past midfield, totally was agree. atrocious. You got to be better in that situation, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan coached a little tight. I thought he was a little nervous in that football game. LaFleur was the better coach for, for the most of the game. Well, it, it felt like once Debo came out, they didn't have a changeup, right? Right. It, it felt like they were running the same thing. The amount of Ray Ray Jennings uh, uh, formations, three and four wide receiver formations in, in the rain, given that the quarterback looks a little off, like he did. He just looked a little off for the majority of the game. Right. And then you have CMC. I, I just... I, it was driving me insane. They, they cannot play a game like that if they want to win and advance against Detroit. The other thing that I can't unsee... Look, B... I kind of laughed at this. Like, oh, Purdy can't play in the race. Like, come on. It's a one-game sample. Things happen. I'm talking about the Cleveland game in particular. Now I'm like coming around like, all right, and this is now multiple times where for the majority of the game, he looked a little off when it comes to just the accuracy, the touch, all that stuff, his feel for the ball. I, if it's raining, Purdy just is 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 not I, as I, good. I, I, I can't accept that. I can't accept that if it's raining because I, I – listen, I don't – Am I tripping? I, no, no, Am no. I tripping? He didn't look no, right. no, no. He didn't look right. But I'm not I'm not saying he didn't look right because of the rain. We never gave Jimmy Garoppolo that same type of clout. We never gave Trey Lance that same type of clout in Chicago last year in an absolute monsoon. So I'm not looking at the elements. Jordan Love had to play the same elements. Yeah. Hey, Jordan Love threw dimes. He, he dimes. Also, he also threw two interceptions. Yeah, in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. Yeah. So I don't want to yeah. hear the elements. The elements had nothing to do with those interceptions with Jordan Love. He threw it across his body in the middle of the field. That's a terrible decision. That had nothing to do with the rain. All right? So I don't want to hear anything about the elements and this guy struggling because of the elements. All these guys play the elements. We just watched Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, for two straight weeks cor- playing cold-ass weather. Quarterback no, and, and, and those guys are throwing dives. Lamar Jackson in the rain in Baltimore throwing dives against the Texans. I don't want to hear anything about rain and elements or whatnot. Stop it. I'm, I'm not here for that today. Both quarterbacks had to do it. All these quarterbacks have to do it at some point in time. Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy struggled for most of the game. But he stepped up when he needed to and no led the game when he tried to get us to the NFC title game. But I'm not I'm not sitting here going to save the elements, the elements, the elements. When I'm watching the game in real time, the elements had no factor on me. The, the problem to me is the Niners don't try to throw the ball outside the numbers for whatever reason or deep down the field. And against Detroit, there's deep shots to be had. Okay. Will the Niners push the ball down the football field? I don't know if they were hesitant to do it against Green Bay. I don't know if they didn't want to do it, uh, throw outside the, phone, the, the the numbers. I, I don't know what was up with the game plan. But overall, the offense is very, very pedestrian in this football game for the most part. No doubt. And I, look, we expect the playoff games uh, to be a struggle. Like, you're not going to like throw up 60 on a team in a playoff game. Like it's, They're in the playoffs for a reason. They usually have a good defense. They usually have a good offense and a good head coach. But in this one, I just... 
I, I was flabbergasted with some of the situational play calls and, and, and their inability to get CMC going. Everyone is on their couch or in the stadium screaming like, you have the best running back on the planet. Run the ball. That That's... I, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're so lucky that they survived and they advanced. And thank God that Drake Greenlaw got the interceptions that he did. Thankfully, Green Bay missed the kick that they did. The Niners took advantage of that. I mean, there was there was a special teams gaffe after they scored the touchdown on the CMC run. Guy goes 50 yards on him. He fumbles. The ball bounces right back to Green yep. Bay. What a wild game. It was I a mean, wild a game. Wild game. You know what? I got to give Levi Stadium some credit. At the Hill Hotel after the game, go to the restroom. There's a Packer fan from Wisconsin. It's got his Jordan Love jersey on. And he goes, you know, man, I've been to U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota, and I thought that was the loudest stadium I've ever been to. He goes, Levi's was on a different level today. Really? He said Levi's was deafening. And despite, you know, some of the inconsistencies on offense, the lack of a run defense, the lack of a pass rush, special teams being up and down, Levi's Stadium did show up. And that fan base, this 49er empire, showed up and shut out Saturday night. They did what they had to do to help this team get over the hump, and I think it helped at times. Levi Stadium, well, that was the loudest I've ever heard it. Before the game, during the game, after the game, Levi Stadium showed up and showed out. So credit to the 49er fans really? for bringing it in the rain. Wow. Seriously. Really? It was it was that loud there. It was deafening. Now, I was quiet because your boy was a little <laughs> nervous. <laughs> I was like thinking to myself, boy, we about to get cooked after all the talking we did last week. Well, I mean, I completely... I completely devalued Green Bay, and I feel very foolish, and I'm absolutely not going to do that when it comes to Detroit. Uh, but, but B, what happened to this pass rush? Like, what is going on uh, with this pass me. rush? You tell me. I, 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 you tell me. I've been look, calling him out. I've been the out. biggest Bosa supporter. I yeah. love the guy. I think he's been all world. The fact that he's gone, and there's more to the game than just, just right. pure sacks, right? I'm not denying that there isn't other ways to impact the game. Tackle for losses, pressures, you know, batting balls. There's a lot that goes into it. You know, uh, setting the edge, containing. Like, there's a lot that goes in to being a great defensive end. But zero sacks in his last four playoff games? Where's Chase Young at? Y'all still want to pay Chase Young? Chase Young's got a couple games here to prove his worth. He flashed a little in the game. Nah, I'm disappointed. But the combination of Hargrave, nah. <laughs> Armstead, Bosa, and Chase, it, it's not I'm not reaping the rewards that I should be given how much money we've invested yeah. in them. And I, I just can't believe it. Aubrey Thomas. Oh my goodness. He's getting picked on left and right. The third they pitch the ball or toss the ball to Jones. They're like, all right, here we go. We're going to get a stop here. We're going to get a stop here. Gets a big fumble on that play. Second down, they throw a little short pass. And then it's third and 15. Jordan Love's just throwing it up. Make the receiver make a contested play. He tackled him. The second P.I. for him at right. that point in the game because he tackled a guy earlier. Yeah, at least well, that would have been hips. a touchdown. Right? Uh, yes. That was Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs. And he had nice. to do that. He had to do that and prevented the touchdown. And you know what? The Packers had to settle for three. So it's actually a smart penalty <laughs> by Thomas to commit that pass interference <laughs> because the Packers only score three. And somehow, some way, early in the second quarter, the Niners are only down 3 nothing instead of being down 10 nothing because the Packers didn't get it all fourth to one. So the defense bit but didn't break. Brock Purdy made the plays in money time. Shanahan called a hell of a last drive. All the players made plays, stepping up for Debo Samuel. There's a lot to correct. There's a lot to correct. But folks, I'm here to tell you, it's all about surviving and advancing. And the 49ers, for the fourth time in the last five years, are back in the Final Four. And guess what? We get to host this NFC title game. It's right here in the Bay Area, at home, 3.30 p.m., Sunday afternoon, and Alliance have to come outdoors. It doesn't get any better than that. No, it's This is amazing. what we wanted before the season, right, Niner fans? This is what we wanted. 
survive, and advance. And it's a lot easier to clean up the mistakes after a win than it is after a loss. They need Debo. Like, Debo going out in this game was massive. I know that they were saying it was the shoulder. I didn't know if it was the concussion at first or the shoulder or a combination of the both. Like, he missed three weeks earlier this year because of that. Well, I guess technically two games, two and a half games, and and the bye with the shoulder injury. He sounded confident like he was going to play. I mean, the offense missed him bad. Bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he can win next week without Debo Samuel, but we'll see what happens. I mean, you're we'll you're sitting in the stands. I want to know, yeah. like, w- w- were guys running wide open? Did they just miss Debo? Was he a huge part of the game no, plan? No, Gre- like- Green Bay did a good job of covering the 49ers, but also Brock Purdy missed a lot. They were not on the same page. Brock Purdy missed a lot. Whether it was Brendan Ayuk underneath on drag routes, whether it was Brendan Ayuk running deep, they were just not on the same page. And Brock Purdy struggled through three quarters. But you know what? It got on the same page for the final drive when it mattered. So, look, we're just going to keep it a buck here. There's nothing about that game that reminded me of Joe Montana. I know there's a lot of chatter going on social media. It was like, you know, Joe Montana did the same thing. Let's stop. Let's just stop and let Brock be his old guy. Because I'll tell you right now, Brock hasn't had a playoff game better than Colin Kaepernick. Brock Purdy's best playoff performance was not better than Kaepernick's best playoff performance whatsoever. Brock Purdy struggled Saturday night. But he stepped up when he needed to. And it's okay to say, it's okay that our second-year quarterback struggled and still found a way to win a football game. I'm okay with that. There's no doubt. I mean, he had the mental toughness in that fourth quarter. The the throw to Brandon Ayuk was amazing. It was just a great toss where only Ayuk can catch it. The Connolly pass was beautiful anticipation. I mean, you're throwing to Chris Connolly. The season's right. on the line. You're throwing to a guy that the majority of Niner fans didn't even know caught three passes this year, for crying out loud. Right. And then the scramble run, the slide to well, set everything up. We got some breaking news here with Adam Schefter. I guess he just tweeted this 29 minutes uh, before we started our show. 49ers consider it 55. 50 as to whether wide receiver Ugh. Debo Samuel will be able to play no. in Sunday night's NFC Championship game no. versus oh the Lions God. due to a shoulder injury he suffered. Can no. I read the goddamn report before we break? 50-50. 50-50, 50-50. <laughs> we'll get to the calls coming up. 888-957-9570. What's coming up in the game? Brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. Your phone calls. Niners survive and advance in the NFC title game. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.